Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. Turn with me there real quick to Colossians. When you get to Colossians, skip over with me to the first chapter. Skip down with me to the 12th verse. Giving thanks unto the Father who hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. He said, giving thanks, we'll always just give thanks. Who has made us meet to be partakers. Another word for partakers is simply this. He has qualified you. Hallelujah. You don't have to get qualified. He's already qualified you. How did he qualify me? But because of his life, because of his, his love for us, because of the blood that was shed for us, I'm already qualified for this inheritance that he has gifted to us. All right. This is why we love him. This is why we honor him. This is why we submit our ways to him. Amen. Because he has qualified us to be a partaker uh, of this inheritance of the saints in light. We understand what the inheritance is. We found out last Sunday that, the, that what we're inheriting is what? A kingdom. Amen. He said he's going to be gifting over to us a kingdom. He conferred over to us a kingdom. Just like it was appointed to him, he now has appointed it to us, this kingdom. Amen. Watch this now. Who hath, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, or in other words, the kingdom of darkness, or we understand darkness to be simply this, the ignorance, right? So that's what you'll come across a lot of times. People are just, just simply ignorant of what's going on. They're just ignorant. It's just ignorance. That's all it is. Amen. So that's why we don't give them a hard time. That's why we don't pick at them because it's just ignorance. They just don't know. They're oblivious to the truth, right? Hallelujah. But watch this. But he has translated or in other words, transferred us. Say, say, say this with me. Thank you for transferring me. Hallelujah. Amen. He transferred us. Now look what he transferred us into, into the kingdom, the kingdom of who? Of his dear son. He transferred us into his kingdom, another kingdom. So that means at one point in time, we were a part of a kingdom. And then he transferred us to another kingdom. Now we all are part of the kingdom of his dear son, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our eldest brother, right? So we were all ignorant at one time, but now he has put us into a kingdom of light. Right? Y'all remember y'all ignorant days? Hallelujah, Jesus. How many of us remember them ignorant days? Oh, we were ignorant at that time. Some of us is having a lot of fun being ignorant too, wasn't it? Hallelujah. But now we're having even more much fun now. Hallelujah. That we know what's really going on. We're having even much more fun now that we know the end of the matter. Are y'all with me on this? Hallelujah. But we've been transferred, or in other words, translated. Now you have to understand this because remember in Matthew, he told them in Matthew, the 13th verse, you don't have 13 chapter, you don't have to turn there. But he talked about because it is given unto us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. So it is given unto us to know the mysteries. The mysteries. There's mysteries in this thing that have been given to us to know. He said, but to them, it's not. Now, some would say, well, what is that? Some kind of secret society? What, what, what's going on there? What's the big secret? The reason it's not given to them to know, remember, is because they don't even desire to know. Right? If you don't want to learn about algebra, you won't learn about it. You know why? Because you won't even have the, the unction to even go the desire to study algebra 
So even those around you may have studied it and they may have gotten good at it, but because it's not a desire of yours to know, you're not going to pick up a book. You're not going to look in the book for to understand how the steps and, and how to work the problems. Why? Because you don't have a desire there. And that's what you have a lot of times in the world is they just don't have a desire for the things of God. Now, you know what's so unfortunate that a lot of times in the body, in the body of Christ, there are some that do not have a desire for the things of God. They like God for what he can do. Because for a lot of us in the body, the father is a genie in a lamp. Mm, hallelujah. Glory. Well, you just rub and get your three wishes. And then if he don't give me my three wishes, then I'm angry at him. Oh, I got an issue with him now because he didn't do what I asked him to do. Because his word said he'll do whatever I ask him to do. But why didn't he do this here? Why didn't he do that there? Because you have no true desire for who he is. You just want the fish and the loaves. You just want your belly filled. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you don't really want to know who he is. And he said, you got to remember, for them, they have no true desire. So there's a lot of things they're not going to understand. He said, but for us, we're part of the family. And he said, because you have a desire for who I am, then therefore the mysteries of that, are, that come with me will be revealed to you here in the earth. Are y'all with me on this? Y'all catching this? So keep the desire. Let your desire go high to know who he is in a greater way. Don't worry about what's going on in your life. Desire him. Don't worry about what has happened in your life. Desire him. Have a desire for him. And he'll bring it all together for you. Are y are y is this making sense to y'all? Okay. Desire him so you can know the mysteries. You can know them. And not just the, the what we consider but mysteries about you. So you can know more about you. Who know you better than him? Who know you better than the one that created you? He know all your ins and outs. He know all your weaknesses. He know what'll make you go there and what won't make you go there. He know when you've grown in the area and when you still lack in the area. Who better to desire than the one that created you? Are y'all missing making sense? But because of this, now he has transferred us into a place where we now can get to know him and also get to know ourselves in a greater way. We can get to understand the mysteries of who he is and who we are by way of him in a greater way. This is making sense to you. Okay, so now we came out of Philippians. Y'all know in Philippians, we went there, the third chapter, the 20th verse, we have been talking about a citizen, right? Understanding that we are citizens. Say, I'm a citizen. I'm a citizen. All right, hallelujah. So you are a citizen. You got to understand. Now, what you are a citizen of is the citizen of the kingdom of heaven, which is a real world. I need y'all to buy into this. Y'all got to mix this with faith. You got to receive this by faith because we know everything you do by way of him is done by faith because with Without it, the Bible says, our constitution says, it's impossible to please him without faith. So you have to remember, you have to always keep this at the forefront of your mind, that anything you do toward him has to be done by faith. Right? No proof. No manifestation of it. But you got to have faith that what you're believing for is just as real of it not being in front of you. Oh, y'all seeing this? Everything is done by faith. 
And he told us in Philippians, he told us that our conversation is where and what? In heaven. Now, when you look that word up in another translation, conversation means this citizenship. He said our conversation or our citizenship is where? In heaven. Which means you are a citizen of heaven. Are you with me? Okay. Being a citizen of heaven means you have access to the benefits of heaven. You have rights and privileges that come by way of heaven because heaven is a real place. I need heaven to become as real to y'all as the state of Florida is. The state of California. The state of New York. I need heaven to be just as real because if it never gets that real to you, then you yourself hinder yourself to access to the benefits of this place. Are 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 y'all following me on this? Okay. So heaven needs to be just as real as you, real to you as you sitting right here in this building right now. Okay. Because that's what he's saying you are a citizen of. Now you got to receive this by faith because the place he's saying you're a citizen of is invisible. (laughs) Okay. So most people operate off of what they can see. You're talking about something that can't nobody see. They call you foolish. But don't that sound like our king? Because he said, I'll take the foolishness of a thing to confine that, to, to lock up that, that those considered to be wise. He said, I'll take a weak thing and bound that, that think it is strong. Are y'all, are y'all following me? This is, a, he's totally opposite in the way that we Operate here. Okay. So now watch this. He called us a citizen. He said, our conversation, our citizenship isn't of heaven. That's, that's Philippians. Now go with me to Ephesians because we had went there, but let's go back there real quick. Let's touch on a few things here. Ephesians. All right. When you get there, skip with me to the second verse again. Ephesians 2. Go right there to me with me to the third verse. Ephesians 2 and 3. It says, among whom also we all had our conversation. Catch it now. Mm-hmm. Look what it's saying. Or in other words, your citizenship. Mm. <laughs> Catch it. He said, he said, we all had our citizenship in times past. Look what your citizenship was. In the lust of your flesh, uh-huh. the fulfilling of the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. He said, your citizenship was that of an ignorance. He said, you operated in darkness before you got with me. He said, we all did it. He said, that's why you've been transferred. See, we were in the, the kingdom of darkness. And he said, he's transferred us now into a kingdom of light, into his dear son's kingdom now. So he said, there was a, a time when you were all ignorant. He said, but not, not anymore. You don't have to be that way anymore. Now, you can choose to stay ignorant if you would like to, but you don't have to be ignorant because of what I have done for you now by way of my son. Are y'all, are y'all catching this? Now, skip down with me to the 19th verse. Same chapter, 19th verse. Now, watch this. Now, therefore... <laughs> 
Watch this. You are no more what? Strangers and foreigners. Because now before when your citizenship was with the, fl- the, the lust of your flesh, guess what he called? Guess what you were? A stranger. You were a foreigner. You, you, you were a part of another kingdom. But look what he said now. But now, say now. now. Therefore, he said you are no more stranger and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the what? The called out ones, the set, the set apart ones for his purpose and his will and of the household of God. He has, he has shifted you into his household. He has brought you into his, hallelujah, household. And once you have been brought into the household, you are responsible. Uh, uh, his responsibility is to you because now you in his house. See, when you step into my house, you, you're, you, you're now my responsibility because you've stepped into my house. And I run this house like I want to run my house. So he's the king. He run his country how he wants to run his country. And he chose all of you all, including myself, to be a part of his country. And he said, I want you in my country. And I'm going to run my country like I want to run it. And I'm going to use you to be an example of all my goodness of my country. And I'm going to let it be seen here in the earth so they can see how it is in heaven here in earth through your lives are y'all with me on this so it's through your lives as a citizen of heaven that he wants to show himself because in most people you got to remember this place we are talking about is invisible it's an invisible place and for some it's not real oh but he's so real He's so real to me. Oh, yes. He's giving me the victory. Now, catch this. So many people doubt him. But watch this, though. Omar? Omar? Omar can't live without him. (laughs) Hallelujah. I can live without fried chicken. I can live without pizza. I can live without uh, TV. I can live without chips. I can live without that. But when it come to him, hmm. I can't live without him. That is why Omar loves him so. Because he's so real to me. Oh, y'all seeing this. That's how real he is to me. I've been in the battlefield with him. He's shown himself mightily to me. To the place where he's marked me so. That no matter what happens in my life. I can't doubt him. I can't doubt him. He's too real. The way he orchestrated some things in my life. The way he brought things together in my life. The way he opened and closed some doors in my life. The way he pieced things together. I know no man could have done this. Now, he may have used man to bring his will to pass. Oh, but he was the corporate of it all. I can't be without him, y'all. I can't go without him, y'all. He's that real to me. That's why I love him. Are y'all catching this? 
It's because of what he did. He chose us. We didn't choose him. And he chose us to be a part of his household, to be citizens of his household. And we are his responsibility. Are y'all, are y'all catching it? Let's, let's read that one more time. 19 verse. Now, therefore, watch this. You're no more strangers. You're not a stranger. You're, not, you're no longer a foreigner, but you are a fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of the king. Of the king. You belong to him. He's responsible for you. Say that. He's responsible for me. me. Say it again. He's responsible for me. me. Now I got you. You got to mix that with faith. Because them bills going to be talking to you. Your body going to be talking to you. Them co-workers going to be talking to you. And you better know without a shadow of a doubt. He's responsible for me. Thank you, Lord. I belong to you. And you're a good landlord. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Now watch this. So if, if that's the case, and we need to understand it in a greater way, what is a citizen? What is a citizen? Or in other words, what is citizenship? Right? So when you think about a citizen, a citizen, when I looked it up, the most simplest terms, I've given some definition of it, but I tried to find a real simple term to understand what a citizen is. And this is what I came across. A citizen is simply this, a person who legally belongs to a country. This is a person now that legally belongs to a country. Catch this. And has the rights and protection of that country. So you are, you legally belong to this country we're talking about. Now watch this. Not only do you belong to it, but you have the rights and the protection of that country. So your sole responsibility comes from that country. This country that we've been talking about, the kingdom of heaven, is responsible for you. Why? Because you are a citizen. And you legally belong to it. How do I belong to it? Because of the blood that was shed. And because you believed in your heart and you have confessed with your mouth that he is Lord of my life. Now you have set yourself up to be legally bound to this country. And this country is responsible for you and because of that you get access to all of the rights and all of the benefits and all of the protection of this country you no longer as a citizen have to fight anymore the battle is no longer yours anymore the battle from from this day forward is the Lord's so with that being said no more getting angry Hallelujah. Amen, Pastor. That's it. You said that, Pastor. I'm going to say it again because y'all ain't walk with me on that one. <laughs> I knew that was going to swing kind of knew that was going to swing kind of low. No more getting angry. We don't get angry no more because the battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. No more, no more bickering and complaining and murmuring because it ain't mine anymore. It's the Lord's. And he's responsible. We just, we just confessed that, didn't we? Didn't we just decree that together as one? That he's responsible for me. 
Okay, so when you really believe, that's why I say today, you got to mix this with faith. If he really is responsible for you, then there's no more arguing. There's no more getting angry at people. There's no more bickering anymore. Well, you don't know what they said and why did they have to go there and did it? No more of that. Let all that go. I belong to the king. Your battle is never with me. It's with my king. And I know how my king acts about what belongs to him. The Bible says he's jealous. He's a jealous God. So don't, don't, don't get too beside yourself. Are y'all with me on this? Because I belong to somebody. Are y'all with me on this? So, so we understand a citizen is a person that illegally belongs to a country, has the rights and protection of that country. We need to know more about a citizen. A citizen is this. It has a constitutional contract of that country with the person. You have a constitutional contract. Catch it now. A constitutional contract of the country with the person. A constitutional contract of the country with the person. What's your constitutional contract? That's why you need to, hallelujah, know what is written. See, Jesus knew this. <laughs> Jesus knew what his contract was. So now watch this. When Satan came to tempt him, when Satan came to tempt Jesus, Jesus didn't give him a piece of his mind. Jesus didn't say, now you, you didn't call me the wrong, now you need to go on now, Satan. <laughs> when Satan came to tempt him, what did Jesus say? My constitution says, well, bow down. My constitution says, jump off. The angels are trying. My constitution says, he kept going back to what? The Constitution, because he understood he had a Constitution contract with the country he is connected to. So when Satan comes and tries to see you, you need to know what this contract has to say. The only way you know what the contract says, if you get in the contract, <laughs> you got to know this contract for yourself. Amen. Are y'all with me on this? Yes. So when he comes see you, you can't be out there talking about what Pastor Omar said. <laughs> right? You need to know what the contract of the country that you're connected to has to say about every situation. Now watch this. Catch this. Catch this. Everything that you will be faced with in life are answers in the contract. I'm going to say that again. Everything that's going to come your way in this thing we call life, the answer for you is already in the contract. The Constitution has an answer for you. All you have to do is get in it. And once you get in it, you can get your answer. Well, what I've said before, for every need, it's a seed. And it's in the contract. This makes sense to you. Are y'all catching this? All right. So now watch this. So we have a constitutional contract of the country with us. Catch this. We have a legal status of the person in relationship with the Constitution. Now guess what? Because of our legal status, 
in, in, in relationship with this contract, it guarantees us all rights and privileges afforded. So because we have a legal contract and we're legally bound to the country, this contract guarantees you, guess what it guarantees you? All rights and privileges afforded by the contract. Are y'all with me on this? All right. So let's go look at some of your rights. Go with me to Psalms 103. Let's go, let's go view a couple of your rights real quick. So you can just have something to, to roll back to. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Third verse. Look at one of your rights. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, mistakes, places where you missed it, sins. Look, this is one of the benefits of your contract. It is written that everything about you has been forgiven. Okay, what else? What else he said? Who? Uh oh. Healeth all your what? Diseases. What you say? Does that mean you're not going to go through stuff? No. Does that mean things won't try to attack your body? No, it don't mean that at all. But what I always tell you, it just means what? It can't stay. It may come, it may show itself, it just can't stay here. I may get the earache, but that earache can't stay here. I may get an issue in my body, but it just can't stay here. It's got to leave here. Why? What? Because my constitution says in article Psalms 103 paragraph 3 (laughs) who healeth all 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 thy diseases. That's what my contract says. It is written. So body be healed. Pain Leave by word of the contract. And hell knows this contract. Y'all better know that. Hell knows this contract. And hell knows it has to bow to this. See, the problem is Louisiana Hell is having so much benefit here because of the ignorance of the people. They don't know the contract. Or they they they've gotten it to a place where they can quote it, but they don't they haven't really bought into it. Not really fully persuaded. Like Abraham, the Bible says in Romans 4, he was fully persuaded. Yes. Hallelujah. And that's what the Father wants you to do. He wants you to be fully persuaded in what his word has to say about you. So see, when you get fully persuaded, there leaves no room for cancer to ever come see you. Jesus. Grandma might have went down with cancer. Mama might have went down with cancer. Not you. Cancer can't come see you. Why? Because you recognize you are a citizen, you're connected to a kingdom, and your contract says Y'all got to know this stuff. Are y'all with me on this? Look what it says. It says, look, who healeth all my diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. What's that mean? He redeemed my life from destruction. That means you don't have to go to hell. Now you can. (laughs) You can go. If you want to go, you don't have to go. Because why? Because he's redeemed your life from destruction. But he also has given you the choice to choose how you want to live. Choose life. Because our contract tells us that, doesn't it? It says choose life. Watch this. Watch this. He crowned thee. Look what he crowned you with. Love and kindness and tender mercies. He's crowned you with love and kind. Isn't he kind? Yes. Isn't he loving? Yes. 
Watch this one. Isn't he merciful? Oh my God, he's so merciful. His mercy exceeds our understanding, our knowledge. His mercy is wonderful. It's beautiful. We thank God for his mercies. Y'all, this makes sense to you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. That's just that's one place. What's that? Psalms 103. Go with me to Colossians. Watch this. Colossians 1. Now watch this one. We're talking about the benefits, the rights that you have now. So you're going to be healed. You've been redeemed. You've been crowned. You've been forgiven. <laughs> that sounds like some good rights to me. Hallelujah. Why are we so frustrated? Could it be we don't know what the contracts say? I think that's what it is. What I, what I said to Colossians. Colossians 1. Watch this. Skip down with me to the 21st verse. We there? Look what it says. And you that were sometimes alienated in enemies. Look where you were enemy at. In your mind. Watch this. By wicked works yet now hath he reconciled. He said he has reconciled. To reconcile means to put you back. Reconciles. Concealed is oneness. To bring it to one. Conceal. When you have a loan and they say you got an option, you can consolidate your loans. That means what? Put all your loans together in one. Right? So that's what consolidation is. To reconcile means to put you back together with him. We, he has reconciled us back together, which means we were all once with him. <laughs> I got to catch it now. Because to put you back somewhere means you had to be there at one point in time in your life. Oh, God, because we are all born of him. Are y'all with me on this? So now watch this. We have been reconciled. Now he has reconciled us. Catch this one. In the body of his flesh through death. Catch this. Look at this benefit. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. What? In, in his sight. Look, look, look how he sees you. He sees you holy without you having to be holy or any the acts of holiness. Because see, the acts of holiness come from a, a level of belief. You got to believe you holy before you even live holiness. Holiness is a belief. You got to believe you holy because guess what? You are. How? How am I holy? Because of the one that's in you. The chief cornerstone. He's inside of you and he was holy. Wasn't he holy? Okay. So because he was holy, guess what? Was he blameless? So because he was blameless, was he unreprovable? So because he was unreprovable, okay, so you got to, everything he is or was is I have that now. So he was holy, I'm holy. He was unblamed, I'm unblameable. He was unreprovable, I'm unreprovable. He wasn't a sinner. <laughs> I got to catch that one. You got to buy into that. Was he a sinner? No. I'm not a sinner. <laughs> and see, your mind go to, because you know what you did a week ago. 
And you know what you did falls on that list of sins. <laughs> but he said what? You're not a sinner. Because what hell wants you to do is to identify with your weaknesses. And if you're always identifying with your weaknesses, that's automatically going to coin you and make you identify with the sin, which will make you a sinner saved by grace. But you're not a sinner saved by grace. Because what? Because you're not a sinner. Because he was not a sinner. I don't catch it. Is this, is this making sense? Yes, yes. Everything he is, so am I. Are y'all with me on this? Okay, now watch this. So those are rights that he has afforded to us. He has forgiven us. He has healed us. He has redeemed us. He has crowned us. He has, because of what he is, he has made me unreprovable. He has made me blameless. He has made me holy. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your holiness. In Jesus' name. Watch this. So these are the legal statuses and the Constitution guaranteeing of rights to all the citizens. Watch this. The Constitution protects protected status of the of the person with the state protects and guaranteed by law. You are protected by the country that you are connected to. So you are a legal bound citizen to the kingdom of heaven. So you he does the kingdom of heaven is bound to protect you. How you know that? Because my constitution says Article 91 Paragraph 11 He give his angels Come on y'all Come on y'all It's in there y'all It's in there It's in there Does that mean you're not going to go through stuff? No But you will come out unscathed I mean, you're not going to just mean. Well, that mean you ain't going to never experience nothing bad. No, but what you experience bad, you're going to come out different than the person that don't have them. It's going to be two different outcomes. Same situation, two different outcomes. Why? Because what you when you went through it, angels was there. Let me tell y'all something. When I went to flipping over in that truck, <laughs> when that when that when that truck hydroplane on me a few years ago. I don't uh, uh what was it, 285 in Jacksonville? My my truck hydroplaned. Spent me around 180 degrees. I'm looking at traffic coming at me. I grabbed that wheel. I just went to calling his name, y'all. Let me tell you what's in you gonna come about you. Because let me tell you something, if I wasn't sitting with him, something else would have came up out of me. Hallelujah. So maybe some choice words would have came up out of me. It wouldn't have been Jesus. I just went to calling his name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, I felt when that, that thing hit up against that wall. Jesus, and I went to tossing, flipping. And when it finally stopped, I, I was upside down. And when the people came, they, they stopped and they rushed over there. You all right in there? Can you hear us? And I said, yeah. I'm hanging upside down. I got my seatbelt on. I said, yeah. He said, you good? I said, I'm good. This is what he said. He said, something with you. <laughs> That's what the man told me. He said, brother, something with you. You okay? I said, yeah. He said, hold on. Let us try to get you. So they had to kick my window out. And then I had to let the, the seatbelt go and get out of there. And they, when, they, when they finally pulled me out, they, they said, Every, you okay? Ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with you? I said, no. Ain't, ain't I said, I got a little scrape here, but I don't, don't mean you're not going to go through. Yeah. 
Don't mean you're not going to have bad experiences. But when you go through the fire, there's going to be another with you. And it looked like the son of man. Oh God, are y'all with me on this? And this is this is the guarantee for your heavenly citizenship. He is bound to protect you. You will come out of situations unscathed. Are y'all with me on this? This is a, these are the benefits of being connected to this country. Are y'all seeing this? Is this making sense? Okay, watch this. Guess what else? Guess what else? Oh, watch this one. We talked about this one. It confer the conference of the conferring of a nation on a person. He confers on you a whole nation. And we talked about this out of Luke. Luke 22. He said, what I appoint unto you a kingdom, just like the father appointed unto me a kingdom. So you can sit with me in my kingdom and eat and drink at my table. Remember we talked about that in Luke? Matter of fact, that's going to be a verse for the week. Go ahead and write it down now. Hallelujah. But he told us what? He said, I confer on you a kingdom or a nation or a country. I put on you a kingdom. So if anything comes against you, it's not you they coming against. It's against the kingdom. Mm. Right? We now see we really need to buy into this because what hell wants and what the world wants is you looking at the person. They always want you looking at the person. Always want you looking at the individual. Why do you think they always want you looking at the individual? Could it be that it is contrary to what your contract says? Because my contract says my battle is never with flesh and blood. But isn't the situation always trying to get you looking at them? And if what they said and how they treated me and what they did and your battle ain't with them. You got to adhere to the contract. It says we don't battle with flesh and blood. So guess what? My nasty supervisor is okay with me. Why? Because my battle ain't with them. That crazy wife or husband of mine is okay with me. I said I do. I chose them. My battle ain't with them. Oh God. Are y'all, are, y'all, are y'all catching this? My battle ain't with them. He has conferred over a nation on me. So anything that comes against me comes against the very country I'm connected to. That's why we said earlier the battle is the Lord's moving forward. Why? Because he has put a country on you. You're not bound to you anymore in Jesus' name. Are y'all catching this? It's making sense. See, when you really buy into this, you'll understand the kind of authority that's backing you. See, when you really understand that heaven's backing you, how you what, what does that leave you room to get mad at anybody? When you understand that a country is backing you. No, that makes you, that helps you with your love. Because you're like, Lord Jesus, cover them. They have no idea who they're coming up against. It ain't me. Your battle ain't with me. It's with my country. And my country don't play. It it has shown itself to step down and tear up some stuff. That's right. But thank God for his love. 
we're going to pray grace and mercy. Because the Bible says, my constitution says, that where judgment is due, mercy cries out. So that's why you cry out mercy when people come against you. Mercy, Lord, mercy. Mercy, Lord. Mercy toward them. Mercy, Lord. They lied on you. Mercy, Lord. They did your own. Mercy, Lord. Are are y'all catching this? Because we understand the country that we're connected to. Are y'all with me on this? So now watch this. Let me show you an example of the power of citizenship. Go with me to Acts. Now we're done now. We're bringing it home now. Acts, the 22nd verse, 22nd chapter. I'm sorry. Let me show you the power of citizenship. Acts 22. Now here is an example. This is a, this is a good chapter to even go back and read in its totality because it gives, it shows Paul given his testimony of how he even came into the faith and his experience of what happened to him on the road of Damascus, right? But Paul is telling who he is and how he went down and he talked about the school and who he set up under uh, Gamaliel and how he was the chief of all Pharisees and he, he was very educated. I want y'all to understand that about well, Saul at the time who was converted into Paul, but he was very educated. He In today's time, he would have had multiple PhDs. That's how educated he was. Not only was he very educated, but Paul was also very wealthy. He was a tent maker. And not when you think about a tent as like a a tent you go camping with. He made the actual shawls that went over the Pharisees' head. So a lot of times the Pharisees would wear shawls that look like a tent on top of their head, right? He made those and the linen used to make those could easily be about a thousand dollars plus a roll. Well, he made them and he sold them. So he was also very wealthy. So we have a very educated man and a very wealthy man. And this man told us he counted it all loss. Oh, God, Jesus. Come on, y'all. What? To know him more. He let go all his education. He let go all the money that he can make to what? To get to know the king. In a greater way. That's what he told us, right? But now watch this. But he also had a father. His father was also very wealthy due to the school that he actually sent Paul to to study in. But he also was very wealthy because his father had Roman citizenship. So now you got to catch this. His father was a Jew, but he had Roman citizenship. So the way that you would get Roman citizenship in that that time would be you would have to either be born a Roman. That means your parents were Romans. But if you were were not born a Roman and you had enough money, you could buy your citizenship. Are y'all following me on this? And we know anybody who's ever dealt with citizenship knows that when it comes to getting citizenship, it is not cheap. I can give you an example because me, myself, and our wife, my wife have actually dealt with this. When we went to get Caleb, his second citizenship, because my wife is Canadian. Okay, so because of her Canadian citizenship, we can get my son a dual citizenship. Let me tell you, it ain't for free. (laughs) They just don't give it to you for free. You got to file paperwork and you have to send a check. Hallelujah. With this paperwork. 
And it takes some time. It has to go through some processes. It has to be reviewed. It has to be approved. And then they send you something back after about probably close to a year to say he has received or has not received his citizenship. Well, thank God that he has received it. He is a dual citizen now. He can go when he gets 18 if he wants to and live in Canada because of the relationship that my wife has with Canada because of her citizenship there. Right. So because of the same thing with Paul's father, he paid into it. He became a citizen. So in the Romans eyes, he's a citizen because he paid for it. Are y'all following me on this? Okay. Now watch this. Now he lived in Tarsus. Tarsus was a big city. Tarsus was a merchant city. Tarsus was a city where a lot of money flowed through and most of it flowed through because of the port. Anybody who knows about ports and port cities, let's think about Miami, right? So a lot of money flows in through there. A lot of other stuff flows in there too. But the reason why it's able to flow through somewhat undetected is because of the port. Just like in California, Oakland. Oakland is a port city, so you get a lot of stuff that can flow in and out of there because of the port. And that means there's a lot of money flowing through there, and a lot of money can also be undetected because this you can navigate it through the fact that it's a port. So this is a merchant city, a big city. I want to believe it was the capital of the province of Rome. It wasn't Rome, but Rome. it was a territory of Rome. So when, when Rome would go out, they would send governors out to, to establish Rome's ways and influence on the different territory. Rome itself was established, the, the city of it was in Italy, but they would send out governors to establish and put the influence of that country wherever it went to establish its territory. Are y'all with me on this, right? So now here is Paul giving his testimony. He gives his testimony. They they go in an uproar. The people go into uproar. Catch this now. Where we at? Acts 22. Skip down with me to the 25th verse. Let me show you this. What are you showing me, Pastor? The power of citizenship. I ain't changed. <laughs> Watch this. Acts 22, 25. So, here they are. Go to 24. So, the chief, after the uproar, and he's trying to stop a riot because it's about to be a riot. So, the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade it that he should be examined by scourging, that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. He brought them in to keep them from rioting. He said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to beat them. All right? If we beat them, that'll take care of it. That'll get them to calm down. We've done our part. So here they are. They're getting ready to beat them. Watch this. <laughs> and as they bound him with thongs. So now here they are getting ready to beat him. They've strapped him to the beating post. They got him stretched. You got one on the right side and one on the left side. That's how they were beating them times. The cat and nine tails. They would take turns. One to hit, boom. The other one hit. One would hit, the other one would hit. That's how they, that's how they would scourge you, right? They got him stretched. He's about to be beaten. Watch this. Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, catch this, is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? Stop. Stop. Paul say, 
Is it lawful for you to scourge a Roman? Now, what you need to understand is by Roman law, you could not beat or strap down a Roman. <laughs> you couldn't do it to a Roman citizen. To a Jew, maybe so. But to a Roman, it didn't work like that. And you could lose your life. Oh, God. If you were caught beating a Roman. Are y'all catching this? And here he, he, he let him strap him down. He let him get ready to strike him. And right before they got started, he said, look here. He pulled out his citizenship card. Hold on. Is it lawful for you to be the Roman who is uncondemned? Now watch this. Watch this. Now, now catch this next verse. When the centurion heard that, look what he did. He went and told the chief captain saying, hold on. Take heed. Beware. Slow down. What thou doest for this man is a Roman. Uh-oh. That changed the game now. Y'all see that? See, your citizenship changes the game. Oh, y'all better catch this. Oh, you better see yourself in this story. That's why I'm reading you the story so you can see yourself and you can see the power of your citizenship. Your citizenship changes the game. Right when the enemy is about to strike. Right when the enemy is about to plot. You got to know what you are a citizen of. Hold on, hell. Is it lawful for you to scourge a citizen of heaven, one that defeated you, one that spoiled you, one that has triumphed over you, and I'm uncondemned because we read earlier, oh God, hallelujah, yes, sir, I see it. What we read earlier, one of your rights is that you are blameless. Oh, God, are y'all catching this? Y'all got to get this? One of your rights as a citizen is that you are what? Blameless, unreprovable, and holy. And you got to say, is it lawful, hell? And you got to pull out your passport. And when hell sees your passport, and that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Hell says, take heed. They know, Lord, God, they know, they know. I didn't think they knew. I thought they were just in there lifting their hands. I thought they was in there just praising the Lord. They ain't really know that they was connected like that. They know. And then he had to go back to the captain. The captain is Satan. Satan, they know. What? No, they don't. No, no way they know that. Who told them about the kingdom? How did they learn about this kingdom? Oh God, are y'all catching this? Watch this. He said, he said, you better take heed. Saying, take heed what thou doest. This man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came. Oh, he came running in there. He said unto him, him being Paul, tell me, are thou a Roman? Guess what Paul said? Yes. Catch this. And the chief captain answered, with a great sum obtain I this freedom. No, God, y'all got to catch this. And Paul said, but I was born free. Uh-huh. 
Y'all got to catch this now. Y'all got to catch this. The chief captain says to Paul, I bought mine and it's not cheap. That's what he's saying. He said, a great sum have I obtained. He said, the way I had to do it, I had to pay for mine and it wasn't no little bit of money. Paul said, well, I didn't have to pay for mine. I was born in it. Oh, God, y'all got to catch. Are y'all catching this? He said, I was born free. And we were born in it too. Because we were all born again. Hallelujah. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Are y'all catching this? Paul said, I was born free. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Then straightway they departed from him, which should have examined him, and the chief captain also, look what happened to the chief captain. He was what? Afraid after he knew that he was a Roman, and because he had bound him, because he knew the law, and he knew because he was a Roman, he was not supposed to touch him like that. But they all thought he was just a Jew. They had no clue that he was a Roman citizen. And see, hell think he, you have no clue. <sighs> you have no clue that you are a kingdom citizen. Because to understand you're a kingdom citizen, it has to be taught to you. Somebody would have had to tell you that and show you by way of the Constitution that you are a citizen. Thank God for Pastor Omar. Hallelujah. I done came in here and told you who you are. And I told you what, you better mix it with faith because this will be tested and tried. And you need to know what is written in this Constitution. So when life comes to try you, you can pull out your passport. And say, is it lawful? Hell. For you to be touching my grandkids like this. Is it lawful? Hell. For you to be messing with my money like this. Hell, is it lawful for you? For you to be trying to to step on and grab hold of my body. Is it lawful? Hell. For you to be uh, corrupting and and messing up and and, and trying to trying to destroy my life and my promises and my body. Is it lawful? It's not lawful. It's not. You are guaranteed and bound by the laws of this Constitution because you are a citizen legally bound to that country. And you all have citizenship now. Y'all are dual citizens. Y'all understand that? Just like my son has dual citizenship, guess what? We do too. We have dual citizenship, right? We are Americans, but we also are kingdom citizens. And my kingdom citizens uh, suburbs my American citizenship because that's where I'm originally from. Y'all, y'all with me on this? So I once had an allegiance to America, but my allegiance is no longer to America. My allegiance is to the kingdom of heaven now. And I'm bound to uphold its rules, its laws, its uh, more and character and, and how it operates in a greater way now. Do y'all see this? That's where your allegiance lies in the kingdom of heaven now. How many of you, you got your passports? You got your passports? Y'all got your passports? Y'all better have your passports now. Oh, because hell going to try to hit you now. Hell going to try to scourge you. And you better know that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. 
That is a powerful, powerful story to show you how powerful citizenship is. Because the captain said he went away and he was what? Afraid. He was scared. What he was scared of? Scared of his lie. Because he had grabbed one that was that belonged to Roman citizenship and he understood the law. Are y'all with me on this? Thank God for making us citizens. In Jesus' name. Amen. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.